0: On the show, Eddie Maguire sensationally stands down as Collingwood president after 23 years at the helm. The AFL again introduces new rules, this time with players on the mark.
1: And Tom Brady proves he's the goat of the NFL, but could he be the greatest sports person of all time? That's all
0: coming up next on another jam packed episode of The Press Box. Great to have you back here on the Press Box. So much to get through today. Oh my goodness. One of the big stories of the footy season has landed and it's only the start of February. We'll go through all of that and plenty more with Jack Hudson, new member of the team, Jace Kemp and myself, Sam Tugwell. Men, good day to you. How are you? Well, as Eddie would say, it's been
1: a big week in football. It's been a big day in football. Big 24 hours. And gee whiz, the writing was on the wall last week and of course he... Yesterday, if you listen to this, he stepped aside finally, and um, yeah,
0: just an interesting time at Collingwood. Yeah,
2: oh, it's, just, it's just like a new episode of a sitcom, isn't it? It's all yeah. very exciting.
0: <laughs> There's always so much to talk about when we come on the press box, but I tell you, it just feels like the last two weeks, Collingwood has stolen the spotlight, and uh, and for reasons they would never wish to uh, to really foresee, but nonetheless, Eddie McGuire back in the news, and he makes our hot off the press. And it's after 23 years he walks away. And last week, it was quite remarkable, the, the press conference they held over the, uh, the Do Better report, which got leaked, uh, saying that there was a whole bunch of uh, racism and a history of racism there at the Collingwood Football Club all of a sudden. He, it, well, actually, I'll play this before we get your take on it because it's quite hilarious. Last week, he was backing himself in as far as he possibly could to say, I will not leave the Collingwood Football Club as president. Yes, I do, to drive
1: through these agenda items. This is something I've been very passionate about, not just today, but right through the 22 years that I've been the president of the Collingwood Football Club. And I have no doubt whatsoever, and with the support of the board and the members, to be able to do this job.
0: And uh, now we can't. Amazing. Well, the, the, the quote that you actually missed
1: there was the, the big one. He says, that when he opened, he said, this is a historic day for the Collingwood Football Club. And of course, now, that you know, that those words live on today because that's the ones that really... Cost him in the end because there was all this hatred and vitriol towards him for saying those words after mm. a report comes out saying you've got systemic racism at your footy club, and eventually the writing's on the wall when sponsors get involved and and the pressure starts to mount, and then you have you know players and indigenous elders starting to you know write a petition to say they don't want you there anymore. Mm. Then obviously he fell to the pressure.
2: Yeah, there was no way he was going to last the year, and I think we even mentioned that last week. Um, yeah. He, there was no way he was um, surviving, especially after last week's shenanigans, which was, yeah, 23 years later, and he's gone.
0: Yeah, uh, his quote today in the press conference was quite, um, pretty strong. He said, I've become a lightning rod for vitriol, and I feel like that's kind of, he brought upon himself after last week, and I feel kind of, I feel, I don't feel bad, but I feel like he he had a crack, because that's all mm. he's ever done, it's all he's ever known, but he just got it so wrong so wrong last week when he tried to spin it further than it needed to be spun in a, in a situation where a simple apology would have covered a, a lot of a high percentage of what was needed in that press conference I think
1: yeah it doesn't it doesn't uh, help either that he's already taken the position to stand down after this season so mm. the fact that he'd already made that announcement and agreed to stand aside after the year was done you know, everything was obviously brought forward after that report was released. And it was easy to for him now to to stand down. It was easy for the club to go in this direction and say, look, we don't really... You've already announced it. Let's just just cut ties right here and now and we can go on. And I think he even said that it was becoming so much of a distraction away from the football. He was becoming a big distraction away from the football club. Mm. And what their key goal is, is to win premierships. And so if they're distracted... Then you know the writings on the wall that yeah. he should step aside. Then, but I'm in saying that I'm a big fan of Eddie McGuire. What he's done for Collingwood Football Club from a kid from Broadmeadows to go on and you know be a he was a great um, sports reporter in Melbourne for a long time. He then turned that into being the host of the Footy Show, where you know made all these connections. From that, then he becomes the president of the Collingwood Football Club, a title which he's held for you know two over two decades. Yeah. He's done a lot of wonderful things for football, and unfortunately. This may tarnish tarnish his legacy and all the wonderful things he's done for the club and done for the AFL.
2: I think it definitely has tarnished his legacy. I it's either too late for a one, one week, one week too late, or he should have stepped down after the Adam Goods incident. He yeah, it is a legacy that's tarnished. Like Jay said, there was a lot of good things that he did, um, and he listed them off <laughs> a lot today. Um, but the the bad outweighed it significantly because. Yeah, the way the Collingwood Football Club was when he came in was, it was in dire straits. It was in absolute all sorts. Now it's in a much stronger financial position, but the culture is probably even worse. Yeah,
0: and I think you've wrapped it up. The the bad has certainly outweighed the good because and and it, it can unfortunately be like that and it's you can't see it like a numbers game like I think he tried to sell it today even in his um, his press conference where he said look this is what I've achieved in my time and yes there's been some incredible things that he's achieved in his time there but at the same time the bad things were really really bad like they were rather ugly and it just tarnishes that legacy as he said and it is sad and speaking of sad this is this is the emotion that he poured out during the press conference Conference as well. Just you can hear the voice crack so many times during the twenty-minute speech. We've cut it into thirty seconds, but some are little moments from his press conference.
1: I try my best, and I don't always get it right, but I don't stop trying. And today, effective immediately, I step down from the presidency of the Collingwood Football Club.
0: To my old mate Joffa
1: Corfe and my beloved Magpie Army, I'm with you all side by side, black and white forever. Good luck to all. Florit Pika. May the magpie
2: flourish and no. go pies. Well, he mentioned Joffa in there yes. and of course Joffa on social media. This highlights what the problem is with the Collingwood Football Club. Joffa would go on to post a picture of Heredia Lumumba and say you're happy now you flog after Eddie's oh, stepped down. No. Like What on earth is this culture? Like yeah. this is the problem. You eliminate that. Now you're blaming Lumumba for Eddie stepping down. Like He needed to step down with what was going on. It's going to be tarnished even more, but that is the culture that needs to get rid of. You don't blame Mm. him. You acknowledge what's happened. Move on.
0: Yeah. Uh, That is, yeah, you're spot on. That is an issue. Well, well, look, you go back to Nikki Winmar back in the 90s or whenever it was, and that was because of the cheer squad. And there's racial abuse coming there. There's a 13-year-old girl who made a comment, and clearly she had no idea at the time, but she made a comment, a Collingwood supporter in the crowd, Adam Goods, um, it's just unfortunately there's a fan um, culture which also needs to be just sort of reined in, and that's tough to do because it's just general public. You know, you can I could be a Collingwood supporter and I can say what I want. I've got nothing to do with the club, and they got nothing to do with me. But it just it, that's tough to reel in. But at the same time, if your club's holding up high standards, then they lead the way, and the fans will follow. Hopefully, what their standards are too, because they they see that as um, what's being expected to be a fan of their club and. To sack Eddie, or oh, sorry, the, for him to step away, you don't know if the board's made that decision or not. I, I'm, I'm expecting that the board may have made a call on this, and he's been allowed to go out on his way, but. I think the board, if they have made that call, it's a great decision by Collingwood just to get them to move forward and hopefully uphold some new standards.
1: Well, the biggest um, question now is what sort of impact will this... We're only a couple of weeks away from the, the season, the pre you know, the trial game starting. What sort of impact will this have on the playing group? Yeah. And what sort of impact will this have on Nathan Buckley, who we know Eddie McGuire has been his biggest advocate, his biggest ally through this whole situation, through his whole tenure at Collingwood Football Club. But even when Nathan Buckley was feeling the pressure of being sacked because he was underperforming as the coach. Eddie Maguire backed him in, gave him a two-year extension on his contract. He said, No, 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 he's my boy. He's staying here. He's the he's the coach of this club. Now with Eddie out the door, where does that leave Bucks mm. with what one year left on his contract?
2: It's uh very, yeah, very strange situation that we're currently in now. Eddie's out the door, Bucks could be very much out the door at the end of the season. If they don't make the finals. They've got to completely wipe the slate clean. Yeah. Just move on. Like That was one of Eddie's, like probably the main on-field mistake he had was when he appointed Buckley as a successor to Mick Malthouse. Probably cost them the 2011 Premiership. Yeah. Yeah, I can't can't see Bucks staying on another year.
0: Yeah, I know he, they did a, a great job by keeping him on the first time to say, look, we'll, we'll hope that you can do a little better. Did do better after a horror record for the first four or five years and then made their way to a grand final lost that, but... After that, it was just horrific. It's been a downfall that's been pretty hard to take if you're a Collingwood fan. So I would expect them, again, to try and move forward, make a new move. It's been a decade with Buckley. Mm. Like, it's mm. a long time.
1: And not only that, they've had a pretty poor off-season in itself. Just when we talk about trades, yeah, they've got true. rid of Adam Trelaw, um, Jaden Stevenson. So just in, the, in terms of there's been so much hatred already from their mm. own supporters about where this, the direction of this club is going. Now all of a sudden you have this report about racism. Now the is in
0: court. D- that's right.
1: The <laughs> is in court. The, the president now steps down. Gee whiz, it's a strange time to be a Collingwood supporter. The shambles.
0: Yeah, no.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't want to be a Collingwood <laughs> fan right now. I, as a Port fan, I've seen the worst. I've seen <laughs> back-to-back record losses. <laughs> um, that, doesn't ma- that doesn't measure compared to this.
0: You know, as a Port fan, though, what does happen, and I think the only man in the country with a grin on his face, is David Kosh. Yeah. Port Adelaide, the door is opening now. Hello. The prison bars <laughs> yes. are a chance again. Now that Eddie's gone, he was the main man in just standing in this way of progression for Port Adelaide, and hopefully getting the bars into the AFL. Will they be barred after twenty twenty one? barred up I'm I'm really optimistic here for Port Adelaide I think this is a good opportunity for them again Collingwood need to progress they need to move forward they have someone in Eddie Maguire who used to be in the chair who was stuck in the 90s and the early 2000s where Collingwood were this powerhouse and Port Adelaide were the young young stars and and, and the up and comers Port Adelaide are now an established AFL team who deserve to be able to embrace their heritage and as a Crow's fan it hurts me a little bit to say that I think Port should have these things but I believe they do I honestly do
2: I I am very excited <laughs> I, even, I even tweeted today it's like yeah Port just sneaking around after this press conference going here's your petition <laughs> oh, I'm buzzing like that's um aside of the fact of Collingwood and all that but prison bar momentum it's getting very exciting. It's just a beautiful Guernsey, isn't it? It's just a that's a damn
0: beautiful Guernsey.
1: We've seen them made headway last season with them getting it to the to play it in showdowns. Mm. I, I can see it very much now moving forward to having it as their home Guernsey. I think Eddie oh, Maguire wow. was the the main person who stood in the way to block uh, Port Adelaide to wear their traditional Guernsey because of the you know what he thought the the black and white bars or the black and white stripes meant yeah. to Collingwood that it was all, it was all lock, under lock and key with the AFL that it was all copyright. So now that he's sort of out the way, he was the biggest, you know, blocker of that situation. So, you know, gee whiz, it's exciting. It is exciting,
2: <laughs> very exciting. But um, I'm pretty sure the petition actually yeah, does state about the showdowns moving forward. So, I wonder what Port's move here is mm. if they do go for the full time home games.
0: I think I think you phase it in through showdowns. I, I think that's the best start. Right. And then you can move towards home Guernseys later. So you I still reckon think leave it, like,
1: you can leave it this year. So just get it, get it into the showdown this year. I reckon
0: showdown to start with, yep. and then from there you can sort of you can phase it in slowly with more home games. Because I'm I'm a massive fan for alternative kits in the AFL yep. like I want to see like the NBA yeah much like the NBA much like the NFL and other sports around the world where it's not just two kits where it's home and away it's actually you've got a third kit in case you want to be able to uh, embrace something that of your past like Sydney's got a, a nice uh, red and white sort of hoop kit as well which mm-hmm. I think is pretty cool like it's just something different and every, and it adds something to um, the, the merchandise stand as well which the club likes to make lots of money off so there's just another little reason to maybe try to do that because then you can wear the prison bars wherever you bloody want Exactly. You can wear them away on the Gold Coast if you want with white shorts. I mean, I don't care what you do. Just do it. You can you can use the alternate kit wherever you like. So I've always seen that as an, op, an option. Um, but I don't know if Port Adelaide are built the, the AFL team, the Power. They're built with teal in their colours. I feel like you take that away from their home kit... It, it would be a little bit insensitive to the to the true heritage of the AFL team anyway. Mm, nah. No? There's <laughs> <laughs> a
2: little bit of
1: teal. Well, it's in, I it's a little, ha- it's in I, the badge. I think they have to buy the rights in their agreement with the I AFL. I reckon they have is. to display some sort of teal. I, I, yeah. I think that's accurate.
0: I, I, honest, I honestly think it would make no sense for them to move away from all three of their primary colours that they've got, black, white and teal, from their AFL home strip. I feel like that would just be a little bit too far
2: the thing is we've got silver as well mm. we've but got four colours yeah, yeah. you've got four which, colours. which we had on a Guernsey once upon a time but yeah, was yeah. horrible Guernsey
0: get that away kit well I saw uh, I was working on our sports show today um, and this story took over in fact we had our whole show planned up to quarter to four and we thought we're set we got the whole show set and then Eddie Maguire decides to drop a press conference at quarter to four and I've blown the entire thing up we've had to wipe the whiteboard we said what right was, what was start again <laughs> was, oh we had uh, we had all sorts of stuff we had uh, hang on let me go through my book yep. we had we had the tennis on we were going to go over to Melbourne we are going to do something there we were going to chat to one of the possible um, candidates for the Crows board mm. um, was going to chat with cornsey. we had a few things locked in but that ended up going uh, to the wayside anyway just to mention the crows quickly, we had some texts come into our show today, yeah. and a few of them were saying, "Eddie McGuire, get him to the crows as the new CEO," because they're on the hunt for one. <laughs> well, well, they're on the hunt for one, oh and, and that's goodness. crazy. That's, a, that's I didn't think about it's that. It's not the look. I I don't think it's a great time for the crows to bring in Eddie McGuire, <laughs> and I don't think Eddie McGuire would ever do that or move to Adelaide. But you you just think like the crows need someone strong right now, someone who can bring a team out of the rut, and that's him. Wouldn't that be nuts? It it'd won't be, happen. It'd
2: be nuts, but I think at this current time, it'd possibly be one of the worst decisions. <laughs> yeah, I agree. In terms of we're just talking about how Collingwood's culture was obliterated, the yep. Crows are still trying to build theirs. Yeah, nah. <laughs> I, I, no. I truly
1: wonder if Eddie Maguire's got a non-compete clause in his contract or his you know, former contract, I'm not sure. But there could be an option for... I'm sure another club in Melbourne is going, hey, one mm. of the greatest presidents at the biggest football clubs in the AFL is just stood down he's available mm. we need to look at rebuilding you know whatever we need to do at our club if there, there's not if there's been worse there's been worse yeah. people to be president at football clubs geez he's got a lot of experience in that area so give it a year you know we've seen players retire and come back yep. after a year off Maybe Eddie steps down, has a year off this year, and then comes back. Gee, stranger
0: things have happened. That's right. I, I, I reckon Victoria is more of a chance. Yes. So any Vic, any Vic team could possibly pick him up. Absolutely. Is this going to be the presidential equivalent of Alex Rance? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> come back. Oh, he's back. It's the, it the
1: amateur league. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so Eddie's going to be the president of Tertiary Football Club. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Well, let, uh, stay, staying on the AFL um, and staying Victoria, if you don't mind. Um, Someone in AFL house over there has decided to change some more rules in the AFL, which is uh, just what we need when we're all screaming, Leave the game alone! Yes. What's Uh, happened, Jack?
2: uh, Steve Hawking's decided to make sure that his job wouldn't be made uh, redundant at some point. You've got to make sure that he's still doing something. (laughs) So, new (laughs) AFL rules. Um, Players cannot move... Laterally on the mark, yeah. Um, players cannot swap Laterally. on the mark, right? Yeah, and uh, there is a new five-meter protection zone around the mark that teammates cannot enter. So, say if you're Tom rockliffe standing on the mark, you can have Robbie Gray within five meters of you, or something. Oh wow! Ridiculously
0: weird. Why? Well, I don't, I don't get it. Like I, you know, the standing on the mark thing, I don't really mind that much. Well, no because, sideways moving on the mark. Yeah, mm. it's almost like well, because the player. Who is on uh, with the footy? Mm. He can't move off his line, and if he does, it's play on. So it's only fair for the man on the mark to have to stay on his line or on his mark. Right. And if he can just do that, as soon as the player runs off his mark off his line, anyway, then the player can run off his mark because it's play on. So I, I don't mind that altogether. But the protection zones a bit annoying. Like, oh, geez, what if Robbie Gray accidentally wanders within five meters? Like, seriously, that would that would really annoy me if there's penalties.
2: We are about to enter. F- 50 metre penalty simulator Yes. <laughs> yeah. 3,000 This yep. is going to be horrible I And I'm a I've been i I've been a big umpire basher In the past <laughs> yeah, <laughs> As my
1: Twitter Well hang on a second <laughs> You're sitting next to one So <laughs>
2: I'm,
0: I'm not an umpire basher no, I'm an umpire No for Former umpire <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah Sam Tuggle here So this, is, this could be good
1: Just watch what
2: you say. Yeah. Here. I feel sorry for them Like This is more rules on top of more Mm. rules on top of more rules they have to adjudicate. There should be one rule that was introduced this year and a whole bunch of one's gotten rid of. The last touch out of bounds rule. Yeah. Like the SANFL has. Love it. That is the simple. Get rid of the deliberate rubbish that cost mm. Port a preliminary final, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very salty still. <laughs> still. Move on. Um, I will. <laughs> so now nah, that is the best rule that should have come in. That would have made the game much cleaner. Their AFL is good quality football. Yes. And having that, mm. I feel and I feel sorry for the AFL players that come down from Port and the Crows that have to move with these rule adjustments. It's just a messy system all over the shop right yeah. now.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't understand why the AFL feels like they need to keep changing the rules. And we get to the position where fans get disheartened because all of a sudden the rules they knew from five... Well, How, how often is does a conversation come up where they, people say the, the 90s era of football to the early 2000s yeah. was the golden era of football because we had high-scoring games with a lot of goals kicked. There wasn't the zone sort of setup we see today, and, and there wasn't as many rules. So... By adding on rules, and I and just by and that's the first time I've really heard about this because I've been off doing a lot of other things <laughs> and news and all sorts of bits and pe- weird stuff recently. Um, but um, the the rule that I think will catch players off guard is the one where they can't swap out out of the. Um, they can't swap over because what, you, what you'll what you find in an AFL game is that if there's a free kicker somewhere that happens fast and fast moving the game you see everyone flood down yeah. the reason why they swap is because the other player has to chase after their designated player that they're covering right so if all of a sudden the player on the mark can't swap over with someone to chase his player that he should be covering then the other players aren't going to know where the free man is so we could yeah. see a lot of you know a lot of easy balls get you know kicked forward yeah. because they haven't covered the man properly so I think that one could be interesting to see how that sort of pans out mm. and plays out
0: because I don't mind the whole players exactly swapping over or even um, when they have to bring a play, like I don't someone's know why chasing that's Why
1: should that be illegal? It's, like,
0: exactly, it shouldn't be. There's no, I don't understand the point of it because when you when you've got a defender following you and you're running past down the field, you might be within five meters accidentally because. Geez, the amount of congestion we've got. Players are next to each other all the time. So just to get fi- five metres is a massive space. It should be two or three metres tops. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because that, that's as close as you need to be before you can touch anyone anyway. So I don't really understand the point of that. But the standing on the mark, I don't... To be honest, when the umpire blows his whistle and says, stand still and just stay there. Like, that's not a hard instruction to take if you're the man on the mark. We're so used to them wandering two or three metres either side of each left and right and it makes it really tough for the player to kick the footy straight down the line to someone who might be in the corridor. Yeah. That's 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 what we want to see more of. So I, I don't mind that rule, but everything else, oh, it's just too much. Can yeah. we just give it up?
2: I, I've tried to explain how uh, AFL football works to many people finding the game. <laughs> it only gets um, harder. It, it, it's not easy. <laughs> I'm just like, look, Two big sticks, six points. Everything yep. else you'll learn. Yeah, everything else you'll, you'll learn over ten
0: years and have to relearn because there's more stuff. Oh. Is there anything left to change? Uh, I don't think Steve Hawking's done everything now. He's touched every rule possible.
1: Zones. That's the only thing. Oh no, no, God, God, please, no, please. No, please. But if we go down there now, we've lost AFL. Really. We we have, we've lost yeah, football. Yeah. So we can't. We can't. You know, go into that territory.
0: I'll yeah. cart him out of AFL if <laughs> I have to. You <laughs> have Not. to stand down, like Eddie. <laughs> yeah, well, can we impeach him somehow? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Is that possible? Impeach Steve Hawking? There There we go.
0: (laughs) Anything's possible. Uh, Clearly by the rules changing anyway. Um, So yeah, that's going to be tough. I suppose we'll watch all that play out over the next few weeks because there's trial games happening. I I guess the rules will be the same in those games. We'll just have to wait and see how they're officiated but they will be the first time we see them most likely, those rules in action and how the players sort of react to them too. Mm. That's going to be tough, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Because all of a sudden they've got new rules after having you know another set of new rules after last season's set of new yeah. rules. So it's yeah, it's going to it's be too. Hard. It is too hard, and it's, and it's becoming too hard for the fan to understand Correct.
0: why there's so many free kicks given. Yeah, and we don't want free kicks. We want flowing football. That, mm. Isn't that what he said? Steve Hawking actually came and said we want to see more flow. Well, how about you stop giving the umpires reasons to blow the whistle? Mm-hmm. Simple, Exactly. Just,
1: I think we we discussed last season that the main rule that the AFL should look at changing is the holding the ball rule. Mm. What is deemed as an incorrect disposal. We've seen them just fluff around this rule for way too long and they just consistently get it wrong. Yep. This is the rule. And as a former umpire and... Um,
0: yep. um, umpire basher. Umpire, <laughs> umpire basher. <laughs>
1: What's your thoughts on... The, this is all they have to change. Is this one rule and then everything else will be unlocked? That's the way I feel about
0: it. You are spot on. The incorrect disposal rule is... The fact that they changed that last year was the biggest fast you could possibly have with changing an AFL rule. The holding the ball was simple. If you have time to get rid of it and you had the prior opportunity, then you are holding the ball. If you're tackled and you haven't got rid of it yet, that is the simple premise of the rule. Yeah. If you remove prior opportunity... You stuff the rule. Mm. But there is no incentive for the player to go and get the footy anymore. And that is the whole basis of the rule. Holding the ball is you've held it for too long when you had a chance to get rid of it. That's plain and simple. And they've removed the core element. And now it makes it too hard for the player to work out, the umpire to work out, and now the fan. It's dumb. I don't think there is a governing body in sport that is as
2: reactive rather than proactive mm. than the AFL. And the holding the ball rule last year after Clarke had a bit of a whinge for a few weeks was mm. just ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah, it certainly made my blood boil. And like again, feel sorry for the umpires. Mm. They cop the flak. They're the ones out there getting shouted at by peanuts like me. <laughs> so like it's just
0: gotta be better. That's all it is. Just be better. It's not that hard. Yeah, be better, do better, like Collingwood's report said. Yep. Um we we're just about to say we're gonna move on to the Super Bowl, because that's a sport with much less rules, the NFL. They had uh, their game last week. <laughs> I don't know about mm. that. Well, they've got a few, but much less than the AFL, I'll tell you. They are a little bit more simple to follow, if you know the sport anyway. Uh, did you guys watch on Monday?
1: Well, I, I tried. To. I was working on uh, on Monday. I was uh, just uh, working a bit of news, as you do. They're sort of doing a bit of news and sport at the moment at Channel 10. So yeah. I did catch a few glimpses. or I did actually have it on um, – I've got Foxtel Go on my phone. So when we was oh, driving yes. out to the store, I had to do – in. Down uh, south, I was in Oldinger actually I had to go down to. <laughs> so I had a little bit of time to kill in the, nice. <laughs> along, the along the Southern Expressway. I always had it on my uh, on my iPhone. So yeah, and then I saw because obviously I'd put the multi on from the week before. Yeah. And we How sold- did that
0: go by the way? Well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like normal. <laughs> but Gronk scored the first touchdown. And, I, and oh. I was I was all up and about. I was yeah. messaging everyone. I thought, here we go. We're on. The multi's on.
0: We tweeted the multis on as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got a bit out of ourselves. Well, I think that's
1: that's uh, Gronk caught another one and that was
0: that was it. Yeah, <laughs> that was ama- that was a, such an amazing game. I don't know if you saw much of it, Jack, but the Tom Brady is just elite. I gotta saw the snippets of it on Twitter and oh,
2: I reckon it was the second touchdown to Gronk. Yeah. Just mm. the throw. Mm. Just, yeah, it was a rocket. Oh, El Magnifique. It yeah. was just <laughs> beautiful to watch. Just poetry in motion. And that's what you get. You get to watch the GOAT play. This is like when watching... Oh, I can't believe I'm going to make an AFL comparison. Here. But <laughs> watching Gary Ablett Jr. in his prime just... Move his way through traffic and slow motion. Slow motion, just beautiful to watch.
0: The difference in this game was that Patrick Mahomes from the Chiefs was pressured more times than any players ever been pressured in the Super Bowl before wow. as a quarterback, Jeez. and Tom Brady was the complete opposite. It was hardly any pressure acts put on him, yeah. and he was just had the time and freedom to do whatever he want, and he did. He just ran free and. The best part was Gronk wasn't even part of their plans to score touchdowns and take catches. He was like a decoy essentially, and it worked twice for the for the Bucks. So it was just amazing and to win as easily as they did. Like it was just a remarkable victory for them at home.
1: Yeah, and it sort of it was it was a story of two different teams, wasn't it? Because you saw Kansas they were imploding because they gave away so many fouls, and it caught them out. And was, there were some terrible ones where they got, were holding and all that sort of stuff. And 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 then Pat Mahomes, I think he's still through for like over two hundred. 50, he was pretty good yeah 200, 200 yards 200 yards so it wasn't it wasn't like he wasn't doing anything and he was always under pressure he was always running backwards and then having to throw from you know after running 15 yards backwards then yeah. he was having to launch it forward so <laughs> it, you know he was had so much pressure um as for the multi, we we got Tampa right. We got um, Brady well, to Gronk right, yep. and we and well, we didn't get Tyreek Hill right for Kansas. But the one that we th- I thought was gonna happen was that Tom Brady did only rush for six yards the whole year. And so, <laughs> in Super Bowls, generally, like something weird happens in Super <laughs> yeah, Bowls where true. like they'll have a play that they haven't worked on the whole year. And I thought, you know, surely there's gonna be a Brady rush or a Brady sneak. Anyway. At one point they got right down. I think it was one yard in the, to the goal line. Yep. So it was it was literally right to the end zone. And I yelled out to the guys at, when I got back to the station. Here it is, like I said. Here run. it is. He's gonna rush a yard. And, and then he hands it off, and it doesn't go in. I was like, no. this is a farce. Just give it to give it to the forty year old. Just score. This was the, this was the play.
0: Oh, his bones are too fragile. He's forty three. I'm not getting in that pack. Back and, of that. And
1: then once they got in front, there was ne- he was never gonna rush a yard. Nah. Once I was so far in front, he was. Always going to protect himself, yeah. so I thought that was the moment though. That was when <laughs> he was going to rush a yard, and it never happened. So, uh,
2: two out of four that's not bad. Two
1: out well, it wasn't, wasn't terrible. Tariq, he, was, he got a couple yeah. of opportunities, I think he almost dropped one in the end zone.
0: Yeah, it, when when the Chiefs just couldn't score a touchdown, you knew that we were no chance, obviously, because our multi required one. But that's it. <laughs> that was, it was just one of those games where it, the goat stood up as and reaffirmed himself as the goat. And they were saying that basically the, uh, the torch hadn't been passed on. The baton hadn't been passed on yet from the GOAT to the one who is meant to be, hopefully, the next greatest of all time in Patrick Mahomes. And he just couldn't stand up in a game which he needed to for his team and go back to back. It's tough when you're playing against Tom Brady, but I want to ask you guys, he's won seven rings out of ten Super Bowls. Um, He is just amazing. Is he the greatest sports person of all time, this guy? He's definitely in the
2: conversation. He's won more Super Bowl rings than any franchise has. Yes. That's isn't it?
0: That's unbelievable. Yeah. And Quite. he was what, pick hundred and ninety nine or something in a draft? Pick like he's the little underdog that yeah. came through.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I I'd put him up there. I'd
0: yeah, one or two. Yeah.
1: Well, we can consider what he's done this season. He took a, a mediocre team in Tampa Bay, which are I think they were
0: 7-9 last
1: year. 7-9, so the mid of the pack, and taken them all the way into uh, an NFL championship game. They won that and then taken them to the Super Bowl and won that. But at the same time, the Patriots, his former team, mm. have gone backwards. So it's not like a fluke. This is, this is He is real. He, yeah. his, what he's been able to do on the field is real, and, and it shows that he is a, a player that we've Probably never seen before in the NFL. In terms of the sportsman, is he the goat? Well, if you look at the list, and this is just a a small list that I completed, and if you look at some of the the goats, and you look at Michael Jordan stands out, Muhammad Ali, Tiger Woods, um, and we're talking about sportsmen, um, Michael Phelps. Pele, Don Bradman's up there, and maybe Wayne Gretzky as well. They're, and they're just some and I'm sure yeah, yeah, geez, yeah. there's probably gonna be people just what
2: about
0: know, <laughs> well, you know, this yeah, one?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, but if you look at the great sportsmen of all time, he's in that conversation. You're right. He is yeah. well in that mix. You know, you look at Michael Jordan, he's probably the greatest example. He won six rings as well. Brady's won seven, mm. you know. So it's, He just keeps winning. Keeps winning. That's
0: why I think he probably is he's on the podium right now. For the greatest, not just in the NFL, because I think he's just the greatest of all time in the NFL, but I think he's the greatest sports person of all time. One of the top three. Yeah, yeah. Just just incredible. In And I know it's only an American sport, but I, I bet if you took this sport global and you tried any country, any person in the world to be as good as him, I can't imagine there'd be anyone else out there that could do what he can. He's no. just a freak. And he's 43 and still winning and he wants to go on next year. Like that's the most remarkable. If like, just imagine if he could do it again next year. Like I'm just done. He is 100 percent sold on best sportsman of all time, any sport. Like he's it, no one can top eight rings in a sport which requires so much work, and he's worked over two decades. But
2: even as Jay said before about how his old team, the Patriots, went backwards, and his new team went so far forwards. Mm. It's just remarkable to see, at that age, 43, and have that sort of an impact on both two teams going forward. It's just remarkable. Yeah. It's remarkable at any age. Yeah.
0: How how would Bill Belichick be feeling at the Patriots? Someone coaching? said
1: he was a streaker.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Jeez. Do you hear Kevin Harlan do uh, a? He's he's a commentator, one of the best in the US. He did a commentary of the streaker itself on the ground. Oh, really? It Was fantastic. Oh, just, Runs to the thirty, the twenty, the ten. <laughs> he's in. He gets caught by the security guards. <laughs> That's so good. That's a good American accent. Thanks. I'm not very good at them.
1: <laughs> Another, um, you know, a remarkable bit about this story is that if you look about, look back at Tom Brady's history, he was taken at pick 199. Like he was drafted at pick 199. Like he was drafted at the tail end of the 2000 NFL draft. No one wanted him. Yeah. And in fact, he was drafted to the Patriots by Belichick as a backup. Yep. He was never going to play. And then all of a sudden, I think it was Drew Bledsoe was playing for the Patriots at that time. He gets injured. They call Brady in. He then takes over that season and takes them to a Super Bowl. Actually took them to, I think it was an NFC or... NFC Championship yeah. game against the Raiders I believe yep. and there's a really there's a really um, there's a documentary on 30 for 30 um, on ESPN where they talk about the, the it was a forward it was deemed as a forward pass but it's about a throw really contentious issue about a forward throw uh, Brady got sacked but apparently the ball was going forward at the time so it was it was deemed as an incomplete pass oh. so they were able to, to then rally and win the game Wow. after the Raiders thought they'd won the game because they'd sacked Tom Brady <laughs> and turned the ball off over. Wow. So there's a really good 30 for 33 out there. I can't remember the name of it, but if you search it, I'm sure it'll come up.
0: That's so good. Um,
1: and, and then he goes on to win a Super Bowl that year, and then the legacy starts.
0: That's the story.
1: So it's an unbelievable story just from the start to where he is now, too. That's,
0: That's amazing. Oh, I love it. I just love his story, and I hope he can do more wonders again next year. It'd just be amazing. 44, it'd just be freakish. Um, before we go into Root of the Week and all our other great segments, I want to quickly talk on the fact that US TV, like just watching the Super Bowl in itself, like you watch the Super Bowl, their biggest event of the year, it's their grand final. You even watch just the NBA finals. You watch just any American sport in general. They Their television broadcasts are so good. The way they produce um, any sort of TV production is just next level. And you just sort of, you'll sit there and you go, these guys know what they're doing. Or oh, they know their stuff. And then you watch Australian TV and you go, Why? how are we so far behind? Why are we not? up to this level because America's doing it. Why can't we be this good? They just have everything going right when they do sports. And Australia, I just feel, is so far behind. I've, yeah, We are stuck in the middle of
2: wanting to be America and wanting to be our own thing. Mm. We have no identity of what we want. And like you said, the production into all these sports is remarkable. We're stuck with the old standard definition <laughs> some, some weeks on Friday Night Footy and it's just... And the thing is, and I've spoken to a mate about this a number of times, mm. the commentary complements the play. It does, doesn't yeah. it? With American sports, commentary complements the play. With us, it's all about the personalities. Yeah. It's all about the BTs, the Bruces, all that sort mm. of rubbish. We need to... like, and I'm Watching the AFLW, the commentary is sensational because it's just covering the game. It complements. It does what it needs to do. It doesn't need to make it into an additional scene. doesn't need to be wrestling WWE-esque, <laughs> that it just goes over the top and borderline ridiculous. So that's one part we really need to fix, and the quality of production. Like, as well, we had, what, the A-League? We've had many A-League errors. Like We've had a bloke appear randomly in the middle of a game for three minutes, <laughs> and I think one where it all blacked out for about two minutes and we missed a goal. Yes. So it... The quality of production—it just feels like it's really half-assed.
0: It feels simplistic here in Australia. I feel like even just the effort of like information on your screen at times. The Americans, especially, like the Super Bowl is, and well, the NFL is a sport is just information overload, and it's probably too much for most viewers. But in Australia, we like dumb it down so much that there's like not enough and i feel like when you see something happen on the field like in the nfl on the super bowl you've got player profile little segments happening you've got like full screen graphics popping up saying this is what's going on have a look at this look at the info and then they've got the tickers at the bottom which have scores and and where it is and why and how this player is playing and it's flashing over and turning over information all the time And then in the AFL, you've just got a little dinky scoreboard and the best we can do in 2021 is put the points and goals next to the number of points that's been scored for the game and a team. Like, that is not enough. And I feel like we need to do more. Cricket's only slowly going down that path now. It's so simplistic and there's just not enough being given to us as a consumer at the other end yeah and it sort of all,
1: it falls back um, it even goes further along in terms of how they do interviews with players in uh, mm. the NBA for instance you know the media scrum goes down into the locker room and they literally stand around LeBron and they ask him you know 10 minutes worth of questions and then they'll shift to another player here we don't really we do get access to but it's not quite the same it's it's a little bit more uh, held off if you know what i mean you yeah, know so it's, we controlled. Don't, it's very controlled so we're not we don't get quite the same access as they do i know that's after some games you do here in the afl but it's not quite the same the way that they were able to give access to the media over there in terms of the production i don't know if you saw the the camera that was on the iso camera that was How on tom good brady was that? unbelievable it yeah. was like movie quality it was like an yeah. imax camera yeah it was it was the definition and it was just incredible! That made half the coverage. Mm. Like, why can't
0: you have? I mean, we're stuck with grainy little. It could goal have been an technology. IMAX camera.
1: It was. It was that powerful.
0: You probably would for a Super Bowl, and fair enough. When you've got a bloke who's you need to capture the history of right there and then, you'd you take an IMAX camera out there, don't you? But like that—that's what. Sometimes we just don't have the high def qualities to do things like that. We don't have the access. To do like I mean, it's all good and well to say let's go downstairs and do B T roaming after a game and say that's good access, but I feel like it's the wrong access. We're interviewing players pre game walking onto the field for two minutes and they give us nothing answers and we go, what the hell did we get out of that? It's like we're going about it the wrong way. Give us information that's really good for us to know and not try and give us information that's pointless, like going to a player and asking them, How do you feel before a game? Yeah, but not only that
1: with B T, you know, how many times did teams walk into another room and they just shut the door in it? Correct. Mm.
0: I just feel like there's meaningless, there's pointless, a lot of pointless stuff coming our way in Australian TV and they don't nail the right areas. I'd love for one of our TV execs who do sport here, for whatever sport, to go to America and just learn what they do and try and bring some of it back. Mm. That'd be like little tips and tricks. Yeah. And on the media side of things, mm. the players
2: are too media trained. There's no personality. Yeah, yeah, true. Like, you get the odd one, which but a lot of these players are scared of being burned by the media. Like, they are terrified. Mm. But over there, it's all personality. They'll fire shots at each other. There is no (laughs) love lost. Some of those basketballers, they genuinely don't like each other. And it's great to see. I want to see people sledging each other and have a bit of a dance. I was listening to Topham Rocklift this this afternoon on Triple M. He was having a bit of fun. He was Mm. showing personality. He was throwing barbs left, right Mm. and centre. That's what I want from my... Australian sports people I want character yeah that's why I loved watching Jason Akermanis. that's why I mm. love watching Brendan Favola mm. that's why I love watching Chad Corns and that's why everyone <laughs> else hated him because they had character yeah. they gave us moments that we'll forever remember
0: yeah I love that That's and that's probably you've nailed that too and I suppose we're very humble in this country aren't we we're team players so mm. we're a little less self-centered when it comes to being a sports person and an athlete so you don't really get the same level of character but I'd love to see more of that
1: I've always thought, you know, when an AFL player lines up, like a full forward lines up for goal, why we there isn't like a box that pops up with a pre-recorded interview of him saying, this is exactly what I'm thinking about. That's what I mean. And Channel 7, I swear, I've copyrighted this. (laughs) 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 You cannot steal it. But it should be a pop-up where the guys, yeah. we have him saying, okay, this is I'm, I want to hold the laces out here. I'm thinking about just picking out a spot in the back. And just him walking through the process yeah. of kicking a goal. It just is such a simple way. But that it engages with the viewer of exactly the, what's happening right now. That is good content.
0: Fox are slowly getting there. They're adding loads of info like, here's how they kick from this spot in their mm. entire career. And it's like, cool. It's nice to know that Taylor Walker kicks... 30 behinds to the right-hand side when he's kicked 50 at goal from this spot. Mm. That's great to know. He's got something to work on. Like those? Are, it's just good. It, that is quality mm. that you want given to the to the consumer rather than just crap, which you can get at times, all the time in Australian TV. Anyway, I think we've crapped on enough about that. Before we go into Root of the Week, Jace, you mentioned you've been doing news this week. Mm. Can you tell me about a story you did on Rundle Street? Last week, where you were running down a dude who had a samurai sword or something, right? Or oh, i run What Rund- was that?
1: <laughs> I wanted to know about this. This is really abstract. Um, it is. And you ever not warned me. No, it was a, it was a guy on <laughs> on Rundle Street. Yeah, it, it, at about oh, it must have been sometime. I think it was roughly about twelve thirty in the morning on Sunday morning.
0: Yeah, something like that. On
1: Monday morning, he um, decided that he was had a samurai sword and was going to scare a few people <laughs> and the. Uh, Started charging around with a samurai sword, we were able to go into a few businesses along Rundle Street that that captured him on um, security vision on CCTV of him, yeah, trying to scare people with a a samurai sword. And thankfully, thankfully, police. There was a lot of police floating around because people had been calling it in. And thankfully, they were able to get him before he He, he tried to attack someone. So oh, he, he's now in jail, I think. I hope. No, 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 actually, no, I, think he, I think he got bail, actually. So wow. He, yeah, so he's out in the street again. But oh, apparently, always. he was drunk and you know whatever else. And-
0: Our man Jace has gone from doing hardcore sports stories <laughs> to chasing blokes with samurai swords on Rundle Street. And everyone's <laughs>
1: the better for it. <laughs>
2: that's,
0: that's some real Grand Theft Auto stuff. Yeah. You find a sword, just go, hey. I didn't know that could happen in Adelaide. Yeah. My mum told me the story. She goes, oh I saw this story on the on Facebook about uh, this guy of Samurai." Sword. and then she goes, "I think your mate Jace was covering it." and I just <laughs> uh, well, fell over. I was blown away. Yeah, no, weird. <laughs> very weird. Yeah, time
1: for more weird. Catching you on Ten News uh, to, to cover all the news and the sport. That's right. Time for Root of the Week. Well, recently we talked about Tim Payne and his captaincy for the Australian test team. And I think I threw him under the bus recently and said perhaps he should move on and that Pat Cummins should take over as, as the skipper of Australia. Well... I think I've I think I've proven my case here because good mate, old Tim Payne, he's decided to wander down to the old Tassie Premier League down there and and uh, around Hobart somewhere. Grade cricket, in a bit of grade cricket, and throw uh, the the pill around and throw the rock around. And he's and he said to he said to the skipper down there, hey, I'm going to open the bowling. <laughs> the skipper's like, no, you're not. And sure enough, he's grabbed the rock to open the bowling in the Premier League. Now, as uh, a, a skipper of Australia, surely. Tim Payne knows how to bowl. <laughs> turns out... <So> really? <laughs> turns out, right on off spin isn't his game over. <laughs> because gee whiz, he was bowling some pies. And oh, that, I tell boy. you what, Tim Payne, I think he, he he got slapped around for a bit. I think he took a wicket in the end. No,
0: did he? Yep. Did he take a wicket? Yep. Oh, sure wow. it, was,
2: that- it was an absolute pie and then I think it was caught. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: Yuck but, but, but imagine imagine facing Tim Payne. It's almost it almost should be
0: in pass or fast. Oh, it's just yuck. I saw um I saw him bowling little wobbly meds and he was coming in off a couple of steps and that was just like every second ball down the leg side, big wide down the leg side, another wide down the leg side, and it was like, dude pitch it up put it on <laughs> off stump not hard what brother what would
1: he be telling his spinners what would he be telling Lyon that's what I
2: <laughs> not hard man I-, I love the bit where he's saying he's told the captain he's just, like, he's just like no I'm the captain of this club well I'm the captain of the country so he <laughs> <laughs> the ball yeah, right. it right. wasn't,
0: I'm opening yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't 50 yeah it wasn't 50 overs in it was opening the bowling like, that's God, that's arrogance come <laughs> <Yeah>. on Tim <laughs> come on Tim a <laughs> bit of me time love <laughs> it real me time well that's a quality route of the week time for Pass or Farce can we
2: get an ironing board out there on the sideline absolutely can we get- Absolutely
0: farcical. It's farcical. 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 It's a farce. It ends
2: farcically.
0: The rook rules are a farce. Farce, farce, farce. What a farce. Farcical goal. That sounds farcical. 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 It's a bit of a farce, it's a disgrace. Well, our man Dale Fletcher isn't here. No, I was gonna say, we haven't even mentioned this. We didn't <laughs> even
1: we, we opened with Eddie McGuire. We skipped past <laughs> what we we're gonna say about Dale. And i tell you what, I'm sitting in his seat and him not being here. He's a fast.
0: <laughs> we phased him out nicely last week. We gave him a week off. just to. Well, we brought Jack in. We told Dale, look, I don't know why you're here, but you can stay anyway. And uh, and he's well You know overdue. he'll be listening to
1: his segment. You yeah, know, know he'll be listening right he now. He will be. And he'll be judging Jack on how he goes in the next 10 or 15 minutes. And
0: just before we... Uh, very remiss of me to actually forget off the top of the show. This uh, Press Box episode is brought to us by the uh, Inner Sanctum, of course. inner uh, InnerSanctum.com.au. And Jack Hudson is the star of that. So tell us uh, how you're going to deliver a pass or fast, please. It's a board.
2: Yeah, well, it's a fair chunk. So, uh, I've taken the reins from Dale, which I'm very excited about. I, ex- I partially expected him um, to be under the table. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have wanted to miss this. But, um, no, we've got a fair bit going on. So, I'll start us off with tennis. So, mm-hmm. in the tennis, um, a Russian tennis player, Denis Shapovalov, I'm pretty sure his name is. Yeah, that's is, right. Um, was not allowed, in the middle of the fourth set, to go to the toilet by the chair umpire.
0: So, oh, oh. not
2: allowing a toilet break, pass
0: or farce? Was he trying to rush him off the court? Nah, that was terrible. Oh, jeez. That's a farce. That is oh. a farce. <laughs> now nah, this whole thing's a farce. He <laughs> said, <laughs> <laughs> how can you not be allowed to go off to go to the dunny? Seriously, mate. Was it number one or two? <laughs> nah, nah.
2: Well, he, um, the, I'm pretty sure the phrase that he said was that he uh, was going to uh, piss in a bottle. By, uh, <laughs> oh, did he? When he, uh, <laughs> he was like, "No, nah, mate, I'm going to piss myself. And then... Proceeded to say, you no, know, he's going to piss in a bottle. But no, apparently he made it through the rest of the game. And um, yeah, but massive farce. Oh, it has to be yeah. a farce. You can't have to let a player off to go. The Seriously?
1: Title, are they just going to let the player... No, just go over there in the corner, mate, while the cameras are rolling. <laughs> just go and do your business in between games. You can't that's, do
2: that. That's a farce. No, nah, not good. That's just, uh, yeah, a bit of, um, (laughs) rough on the old human rights. What's going on in Russia? (laughs) Yeah, you can isolate on the court as well, so (laughs) punishing for that. Now, with the Super Bowl theme, calling the Super Bowl winners
0: the world champions. Oh, no. Pass or farce? Hate this. Mm. Farce. Americans so stuck up. They love themselves. I mean, we are talking up their TV coverage and all the things they do great over there. That is one thing they don't do well is call themselves world champs in a domestic competition fast America fast Yeah
1: they don't just do it in the NFL either it's in the baseball yep. it's in the basketball you know they, they call it ice them, hockey Exactly so you can't be a world champion if the sport is only played in America or and, and if the sport is played outside of it's a complete farce It comes up every single year yeah. too you can
2: fast uh, massive farce imagine if they started doing it at the AFL Port Adelaide 2004 <laughs> world champions <laughs> well, just, that, that would is, be classic. That just sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? And yeah, Channel Seven—that's copyright as well. <laughs> but yeah, massive fast. That's ridiculous. Now uh, back to tennis. Our good mate Ash Barty um, won a nice little trophy this week—the um, Yarra Vale
0: Classic Trophy. Oh. Bit interesting. Oh. Pass or fast? Oh. So what is it? It's a—it's like a—it's a wooden wombat yep. on a wooden chopping board looking thing. Yep to me, first look at it, I thought it was a loaf of bread on a chopping board. (laughs) It was a farce for a a trophy. I mean, I know it's a warm-up event and it's not really that big of a deal, but I just thought, what's the point? If you're going to make a trophy, don't go to the effort of trying to be so creative that it looks stupid. That was just dumb. A wooden chopping block with a wooden animal on it, and it looked like bread. Honestly, it looked like bread. What did you think?
1: I honestly thought it was looks like if you've ever been to the Gold Coast and you walked into one of those souvenir the Australian souvenir stores because so many international tourists for some reason flocked to the Gold Coast, it looked like that would that's what was on the wall. It looked like you could buy here's a token of Australia a wooden a wooden wombat on a board in a Gold Coast souvenir shop and that's what it reminded me. It didn't look like a tennis trophy. Bizarre, complete
2: farce. Oh, yeah. So we've got the A League trophy which is the toilet, the toilet seat, seat, but yeah. Like, yeah. this is the farce. <laughs> What is that? Takes a game. <laughs> the I, breadboard. I, the, yeah. the breadboard. That's good. The breadboard. But that is just shambolic, isn't it? Yuck. Oh, oh Real yuck. <laughs> real grim. Hate it. <laughs> Fast. Now, about change. So apparently they're going to look at changing something. Mid Australian Open, changing the name of Outs and Faults to a sponsor. So we've got, like, hard yakkers, disposals, and stats on the radio. <laughs> but apparently it could be, like, a Rolex. So it's like, no, nah, not out. That's Rolex.
0: Oh, no. Imagine, oh,
2: no. Going- could you imagine an umpire shouting Rolex on the court?
0: Oh, pass or dear. fast? So, so ball gets served, lands out, and instead of calling out, they call Kia. Yep. <laughs> oh, get out of here, guys. <laughs> giant fast. You kid- No, it's a joke, isn't it? It's a joke. No, apparently it's legit. Um, what? Yeah. Sorry,
1: just so, so the ball goes up, yeah. hits it, press box. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a golden opportunity, boys. No, no. Oh, <laughs> I'm all dear. for it.
0: Fascical. How
1: much, how much how, <laughs> Jack, with that, that open check, oh, that... No. that, that. How much do we have to ride on that thing? Uh, oh, we're wow.
2: gonna have to ride up a fair bit, I'd imagine. That <laughs> that is ridiculous. Could you imagine? Shout, shout out press box. All the journalists will be going like, yeah. going, out. <laughs> is the ball coming to us?" Yeah, oh. massive, fast. This is ridiculous. Like I can handle it on like footy broadcasts and all that. Yeah. Even then, it's a bit
0: weird. But this is just ridiculous. So what if it was a long name sponsors like it's not like Rolex or Kia? It's- McGain Real Estate <laughs> what the
2: hell is this crap
0: the <laughs> inner <Vienna> sanctum dot <Yeah. laughs> com like it. yeah oh, no, this is stupid <laughs> yeah. I hope this doesn't happen this is dumb that I'm... could be that could be fast the year right now that could be that, could, that,
1: that would be in Dallas fast of the
2: year yeah 100%. it would be yeah. Jack's fast the year Jack's fast yeah. of the year sorry, sorry. <laughs> yep. um, keeping with the Tennessee Novak Djokovic and Nick Kyrgios round about 317
0: they're still <laughs> going at each other <laughs> ding ding pass or fast. Yeah, I've had enough of this. I haven't even followed it fast. Now these guys just need to settle down, focus on themselves. Even though they, I suppose they do it too much, but I don't. I'm had enough of this. I mean, I do like we were saying before. We need players in sport to have character. We need them to be authentic, speak their mind, and that's great. And they're doing that. But I, these two, I'm just sick of this. They've just been going on forever. Yeah, I just want them to play against
1: each other. It, yeah, it's, it's like please. the build up to a, almost a heavyweight fight where you get to see them fight off. Mm. You know, I just want to see them. Play tennis is going to be riveting if they, hopefully they do. They hopefully they meet in the Australian open at some point. That'd yeah. be fantastic.
2: Uh- I'm going to go with a pass. Mm. I rate this because I love this. And plus, um, Kyrgios today um, was actually complimenting his own response to the journo who asked the question. (laughs) It's like, yeah, good job, mate. He was literally talking to himself. It is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Just real personality shown. And he's just saying it with a nice chuckle. So, pass.
1: And and I also think, you know, tennis can be quite boring. So everyone's really friendly and, you know, they all like each other. This is good. You know, I I like the the bit of animosity between players. This is great. It sort of brings, you know... Sort of brings the attention back to the yeah. tennis players.
0: Yeah. I like it a little bit. Just don't overdo it. Yes. These guys have been going for... How long has it been? At least a year. Co- like yeah. Over COVID over and everything. COVID, wasn't over yep. Oh, the, yeah. get over it.
2: Yep. Absolutely. Love nah, it. That pass for me. Keeping with the Kyrgios theme, Nick Kyrgios telling someone to get your girlfriend out of my box. Tell
0: oh, your girlfriend to <laughs> get out of my box. <laughs> Pass or fast. <laughs> well, clearly someone's upset him. I don't How, who cares, mate? Who cares? They're in your box. I mean, well, we don't, well and that's always going to sound bad, but... I don't know. Is this farcical? I feel like I've been very farcical and angry today.
1: He's the only one, only tennis player I know that keeps an eye on everyone yeah. in, the, in the stands. His his focus is elsewhere, and he still wins games of tennis. It's unbelievable, really. Imagine if he just concentrated all that power oh. and focus on actually just playing tennis instead of <laughs> counting all the people up in his box. It's a, it's oh. it's still a pass. He still won. So if if that's what fires him up to win, then just get all the girls in the box. <laughs>
2: <laughs> massive pass. <laughs> Get all the girls in the. <laughs> oh dear. Stop um, it. Yeah, massive pass. This is sensational. Yeah. I love Nick Kyrgios <laughs> Yeah. Get, get your girlfriend. Oh, your of girl
0: to get out of my box. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrific. It's amazing. This is mid-game too. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> like, this is a point's just been won, and he's selling, telling someone to get out of the box. Nah. I can focus on the game, son. Nah, priorities are seriously right with old Nicky, oh. so not rate that. Wow. Now back to
2: the Super Bowl quickly. The second to last one. Oh yeah. The Super Bowl streaker. <laughs> now, we spoke about horse streakers last week, or yep. horse peanuts. What about this
0: NFL peanut at the Super Bowl? Pass or fast? Yeah. Um, looked a bit silly. Uh, had a pink ma- uh, mankini sort of thing looking on. looked Like a bra or something. I don't know. Weird, strange looking thing. Um, I think it's a... Pass, bugger it! It's Super Bowl, Super Bowl, bit of fun. No one's there. Um, yeah, probably broke COVID rules, and probably should be a fast. But I don't, I just find something funny about a streak every now and then.
1: Do you remember the streaker in the AFL last season that uh, he he was on the ground during COVID, and they, they found out that he was going to cop a fifty thousand dollar fine, That's right? And he, and he got a really emotional in front of the TV cameras. I can only imagine what this guy is going to cop in <laughs> oh, terms of a fine during the Super Bowl, the biggest game of the year, during when it's in the middle of a pandemic, when yep. that, when it's running rampant over there in the States, <laughs> They're half the tickets they've given away to basically nurses and people that have got them through this situation. Now this bloke runs <laughs> on the field, breaks every rule you can think of. He will literally be fronting the cameras somewhere in Florida at the moment in tears because he's probably about to lose his life savings to the go band and he, he's going to start to go. Find me on the, the, the fine that he's going to cop for running on the field. It's it's some fast
2: Ma- massive pass because I reckon the Chiefs <laughs> yeah. the Chiefs are going to offer him a contract because that he did more captain. than them. They did.
0: Oh, yeah. look, I found the call of Kevin Harlan calling the streak. Oh, Can, yes. Can I play it? All right, yes. here we go. 5 3 to go. Someone has run on the field,
2: some guy with a bra, and now he's not being chased, he's running down the middle of the
1: 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20. Down the middle, the 10. The 5. He slides at the
0: 1. And they converge on him at the goal line. Pull up your pants. Take off the bra and be a man. <laughs> that is a huge, huge pass. That's yeah, Kevin that's a Harlan. I changed my pass. It's a pass. Pass of the year, yeah. Kevin Harlan.
2: That was one of the greatest bits of commentary I've ever heard. How good. Pull up your pants, my man. Take off the bra and be a man. <laughs> what a line. Oh, outstanding, Kevin Harlan. Oh, and our fo- our final one, not sure if it's going to beat that. Yeah, sorry. Our uh, good friend Dale Fletcher. Oh, could beat oh, it. Who, who's uh, not here this evening. Decided... To put himself on the back page of the Sunday Mail. You're kidding. You're kidding. Dale. After a bit of me time a few weeks ago about putting himself amongst (laughs) some basketball legends, he's decided to just go, I run this joint. This is my town. This is how I roll about things. Dale Fletcher on the back page of the Sunday Mail. Pass or fast? Oh,
1: gee whiz. This, uh, this is the first I've heard of this. If this is true, this is unbelievable. The tickets this bloke has on himself, not only did a couple of weeks ago, he decided to saddle up against a couple of legends in the NBL, oh. a couple of uh, superstars of the game. He decided to put himself right next to him. But all of a sudden, being on the back page of his own paper, gee whiz, Dale Fletcher, you
0: are a farce. Oh, chest out, shoulders back. He's loving the limelight at the moment. He called me on Sunday. We we're having a bit of a chat. We we're talking about some things. And credit to him, he gave me the heads up. He goes, Sam, just a, just a heads up, mate. I know I'm not here this week, but um, just a little bit of something for the pod. And I said, oh, nice. You can contribute. That's nice, thanks. <laughs> and, um, and he goes, no, no, you're, you're going to hate me and uh, I'm going to cop it. I'm on the back page tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I said, why are you on the back page? What are you doing? I said, mate, it's 1pm. You've got a whole afternoon. There could be breaking stories. What are you doing? He said, mate, I'm the only one here. <laughs> and in the building, he's put himself on the back because he's had to put the whole paper together Jeez, himself. So he sent, bugger, I'm putting my name on the back. The title was 36 in rush to replace import. He's done a whole bit on the sixes. And fair enough, because they don't really report on the, on the NBL anymore, the ties are, unfortunately. But um, one of the things that uh, Dale does in his spare time is write about basketball, so he's put himself on the back page. Farcicle, my man. That is outrageous. Farce, farce, farce. <laughs> that is a disgrace, Dale. That's going on Twitter as well, at Pressbox EP.
2: Yeah, that- <laughs> <laughs> I- I- I'm actually mortified by this. I've I've had back page, but it's not it's not been my decision. Yeah, but to put he's like you know what executive yeah. call. I'm the best one in here. Today. <laughs> I'm number one. I'm on the back. <laughs> Surprised you didn't give himself a double page spread as well. Oh. It could be in there as well. He could be. I missed it. <laughs> nah yeah. seriously. Absolutely. How's the swagger on him? Jeez. Gee whiz! He's going to be strutting around wherever he is yep. right now with Some beach Vince McMahon style strut. <laughs> Very happy with his <laughs> yeah. work.
0: Wow, well, that brings us to the close of what is another epic parcel fast. So I think uh, you've done a very good job, Mm. uh, Jack, to replace Dale. Cheers for that.
2: Appreciate that. It was good fun.
0: Now, we uh, are just about out. We've got some multis to get through. However, I just want to. I thought about this during parcel fast. You do a thing on Twitter, Jack, called. Huddo's shit takes yeah oh yes I really think we need to make a segment of yes, this for the next few weeks <laughs> absolutely on this let's show do that. let's just exploit the fact that you've got some shit takes yes. and we will bring it to the show we'll do a couple of minutes we'll do it.
1: after parcel fast you can end yeah. the show
0: it will do Huddo's shit takes and you can uh, you wheel out your worst takes ever okay because okay. you've got some shockers yeah <laughs> Not to no. yeah, so, so Question what, your judgement The
2: one thing I will abs- look, There's a couple of things I'll die on, die on this hill Chicken crimpy Is the best shape Going around Ooh.
0: Chicken crimpy's number one Well here's a tease into it Because I think they're good But I don't think they're the best
2: What What, what do you think is the best if Well everyone good.
0: hates mine I'm a savoury a- guy What is well, that I can eat savoury A whole box Can we rewind and go back Into
2: fast <laughs> pass or fast Because that is a disgrace. Sure
0: savoury <laughs> yeah, I like savoury you get, no, you I get, can eat a box comfortably
2: you have three safe options it's crimpy it's barbecue it's
0: pizza I like it. all of them I never said I didn't like them and it's I didn't say crimpy was the word but I love savoury, savoury. yeah I'm different yeah pizza for mine <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pa- pa- is yeah. pizza pizza the normal go to very good
2: pizza I can respect <laughs> <laughs> shocking <laughs> it this, this is savory. what you bring to well, this is good this be like great another we'll one have you got any more yeah okay so chocolate Goes in the freezer Oh, if, we've, oh we've, we've covered this We've done this Yeah chocolate can go In the freezer Massive Massive You're a problem. Dale
0: Fletcher bloke He yeah, puts no. his in the fridge no. oh, yeah. In the freezer yeah, yeah he and I Actually bonded about this Over work for <laughs> a while What is going on Yeah
2: no. In the yeah. cupboard yeah. mate where, where
1: do you find it In the supermarket In the cupboard In the cupboard in the, yeah. Not on the arms On the shelf but,
2: okay.
0: Not in the bloody Fridge section oh. champ
1: Champ. <laughs> Champs oh, jammed 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 jammed
2: doing in the freezer. Champ.
0: me in my own segment
2: outrageous this is great this is going to be, oh, this is going to be good, good listening to for the next weeks. couple of weeks so, but it's not the like just milk chocolate blocks because that just that's a dentist's nightmare mm. <laughs> My, Mrs. Hutter <laughs> who's had many <laughs> many references on the show before um, she has actually told her dentist about me and that dentist was quite mortified oh. <laughs> but it's more like the snack chocolate the caramello that goes oh, that goes in okay. I see no. alright alright and the final one yes Pineapple does not belong on
0: pizza. Oh, I don't mind a Hawaiian. I love a Hawaiian. I don't mind a hot <laughs> Hawaiian. Jesus Christ! I love pineapple on pizza. I'm, I'm, I'm dead set against you yeah. on this one. Yeah, When's
1: Dale coming back? <laughs>
0: <laughs> More of Hana's shit takes in the next couple of weeks while Dale's away. I'm really looking forward to this, yep. and we're bringing a new dynamic to the show, guys. Great to be here. Oh, we got to Before before yes. we go. We got to get Maltese out of the way.
2: We got a multi, and um, after Jace's failed Super Bowl oh, attempt, yeah. I've uh, taken I only the Only had reins four on. legs and they didn't get up. Are you going to, to be a
0: bit more sensible? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we have got eleven legs. Yes. Oh, What
2: eleven legs? Super why eleven? Um, why not? That's the real question. <laughs> Mac, max yeah. bet, Max win. That's yeah, nice. what we. What, that's what we want here. So oh. we start. Tomorrow, well, Wednesday. Is this so. a one sport or multi-sports? Where this is multi-sports. Oh, this, could be so fun. this could be over right. by the time people are listening. <laughs> Walk us through. <laughs> so, tomorrow we've got the Brooklyn Nets to beat the Detroit P- P- Pistons. We've got NBA. Ugh, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> we've got the Miami Heat to beat the New York Knicks. Yep, The Pelicans to beat the Rockets. And... The 76ers to beat the Kings. Okay. That rounds out the NBA. The
0: NBA, the NBA okay. multis are tough to get mm. as it is. Yes. Let's well, add another seven legs on top of that. that.
2: Well, I've decided to um, put my foot in it because I've chucked A-League in
0: here, which is oh, the most oh, unpredictable no. league in the world. Oh, wow.
2: Got Western Sydney beating the fast. That is the Melbourne victory right now. Yep. And MacArthur and Adelaide United a draw. Okay. If we get over this hurdle... We're, on. <laughs> we're, we are we're on. on. We are on. Collect. Collect. We are on. Because the next five should be certs. Oh. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I
1: love this. Right. we
2: got the Western Bulldogs to beat Geelong in the AFLW. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. We've got North Melbourne to slaughter the living life yes. out of Melbourne in the AFLW. Done. Yeah, that's, that's in. Manchester City to beat Tottenham. Done. Yes. A bunch of farces that they are. <laughs> uh, Adelaide to beat Fremantle Done. in the AFLW. Okay. And the Brisbane Lions to beat Collingwood in the final leg. Don't blow it! I've, <laughs> I've pissed off a lot of Collingwood people this week, <laughs> and I will tell you what, it's going to be even worse if they cost me ten, 10 out of eleven. What does it cost? So I will put a power play on it because I'm a, yeah, to you know, have I, to I like up. to live dangerously. Nice. So power play price is 171 bucks and 54 cents. Chucked a five nice. on it. Oh wow! 860 return. Yes, returns. there you go. We get up. We're going to the pub, boys. The, the glove box
0: is going to be full. Oh yes. wow! This is unbelievable. That's funding for our new Memorial Drive Stadium. That's unbelievable. <laughs> well, good luck to uh, to you guys. I won't be getting on that. There is no chance of that getting past tomorrow. NBA, I've had that many failed NBA multis in my life. I just can't back them anymore.
2: Look, I've had that many failed multis in my <laughs> yeah, life. <that's> right. <laughs> Every team at one point has let me down, but I've only got we'll one. We'll have to role. put it.
0: We'll have to put it on uh, the Twitter though. If yeah, we will. And if we get to the <laughs> AFLW legs, I reckon you're right. Yeah. We are on. Yeah, hundred percent. We are definitely on. Yeah. So,
2: Macarthur and Adelaide United is, is a draw. <laughs> it's got to be a draw. Isn't going to be a problem. I'm going to be watching that edge of my seat, hoping no one scores. Ninetieth minute goal by the Adelaide it's United, be the most, we win, and most, and it's ex- like,
1: oh! most exciting scoreless soccer game of
2: all time. Right. <laughs> I will throw the TV if anyone scores in the ninety third minute to ruin it.
0: Uh, all right. Well, that's the end of us for another episode, boys. That is an absolute ripping show. Looking forward to sh- how those shit takes next week. That's going to be the star highlight. Um. yeah, time for us to go, guys. Uh, good to see you. Yeah, see you, you next too. week. See you next week. See you next week.